following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. The bye week rolls on here on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans alongside the back-to-back days of Nick Eatman and Nate Newton, our six-time Pro Bowler and our DallasCowboys.com <laughs> specialist. What, what was the laugh? I was just like, where are you going with this? With, with you? <laughs> yeah, he's the Pro Bowler, and, and you're, you've just been here a long what time. Did, what did Nate call you yesterday? Everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, Nate? You good? What's the matter, Nate? Why do you look so sad? Uh-oh. Oh. Well, uh, I just want to oh, talk we go. to you guys oh, about... It's uh, under... <laughs> you know I'm going with this Nick. Yeah, you said you were uh, gonna do that. You said you were gonna do that on the show tonight. I'm not gonna do with, it. With I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Hey man, I'm glad to be here once again with you guys, man. Great seeing you. What's with the uh the space suit you got the on? The space uh, suit. Kyle? You think this is a space suit? Uh, it's space just coat. a I think you're gonna, yeah, that's I think you're gonna feel bad, Nate, yeah. in a few minutes if if you do yeah. ever feel bad. You're about to feel bad. So so the space coat, it was a little chilly this morning, but it wasn't necessarily crazy. And and I got made fun of last week for wearing like multiple layers in thirty five degree weather when we did talking outdoors. Mm. And there were there were multiple people that that were in the 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 messages saying, "Man, you're dressing like it's five below." Well, this looks like it's five below, right, Nate? And the reason why is because you guys brought the heat right. yesterday, so I wanted to be ready today. And for those of you who didn't watch yesterday's show, Nate Newton, Nick Eatman, it was a battle for the century in terms <laughs> of moral victories that went back and forth. And I wasn't caught off guard. I had it. I had a feeling it was coming. But today, I'm I'm better prepared for this <laughs> because I, I want to just make sure oh that things are, are under control. I want to make sure that things are good to go. I even brought a whistle just in case. I'm not going to blow it because we're on air or something. But I, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we were we were we were civil today between you two. <laughs> that we're all friends. We all are on the same team. Wow. So you went out and got a. I went out and you got, got a referee got your shirt. Soccer, your soccer rep. I don't know if it's a soccer, soccer rep. It's still got the tag on it. Well, don't don't tell Academy, but I'm going to try and return oh, this yeah, later. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But smart. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. So and oh, I'm, I'm calling every Academy in the world. Dare. Tweet it out, don't world. you dare! But it was a fantastic show <laughs> yesterday. Is that, that a sponsor? That is. A it sponsor. is a sponsor. Okay, yes, okay. Academy is a sponsor, and we love Academy okay. Sports and Outdoors. So always. With that being said. I loved yesterday's conversation, and I want to bring more debate. That's why I brought the shirt. Yeah, because I just want to be. I want to make sure you know, and, and, and encourage this. You know what I thought it was when I said, "What are you wearing?" Because I see a navy shirt underneath. A navy under here. I thought you were going to wear the Nate Newton shirt. Don't, oh, don't the they sh- have that from the pro shop? I don't know if they have one up there. Nate. I'm pretty sure they did. I need to get a Nate Newton jersey. Where's their order? Yeah, there's a yeah, name. So you can order. Yeah. I thought you were going to wear that. I was <laughs> oh. like, oh, okay. We're going to really suck up to Nate here today. No. Nope, I nope. like it. Yeah, no. Nope. Brought the referee hey. shirt because of the back and forth, Nate. Just remember, though, about the back and forth. Everybody's tough on WebEx, you know? Like, I could say whatever I want with Nate sitting over there. But if Nate's sitting right here, I'd been like, you know, more, who needs a moral victory? We don't need that. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Hey, but you know what? If y'all see me look look <laughs> over, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys and and I'm looking at them versus the Steelers. It's the first time I looked at the tape this week. You're you're watching it while and we're I, on the show. I, I, yeah, and, and some of these guys are playing well. Now, that's all. That's all. Some of these guys individually are playing well. well but go ahead, on Nick. Uh, it's nothing. There's no such thing. We're not going to get into this today. But I just want to go wherever Kyle Yeoman wants to go. So I, I will agree. be well, a, a he, great follower today. I appreciate that, so Nate. It's all yours, uh, KY. And I'm going to take a, a moment here because <laughs> I was just asked this question on the fan about Ezekiel Elliott, and and I kind of wanted to carry it over because I thought it was a very good question. But whenever it comes to Zeke and the splitting of carries between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and I also asked this on Talking last week, but I want to hear you guys' opinion. But is Tony Pollard just better suited to run behind this specific offensive line? Or is there a chance that, that Zeke just continues to get twice as many carries, even though the production hasn't necessarily been there like it has in the past? Well, for me, I, I think that this is exactly what the Cowboys wanted out of Tony Pollard when they drafted him. They wanted him to be a change of pace back, come in here. You know, Zeke kind of wear him down a little bit, have to get those tough, dirty runs or muddy runs, I guess is what Kellen Moore called it. And then they wanted a, a quick guy to come in here and really hit the hole and, and, and give the defense a different look. So I, I, I it's never – you don't need – to have a debate here. I mean, this this in the NFL, you need two backs. Uh, yes, yeah, great to have a lead back, but I mean, Pollard, I think, has given them a spark as well. I don't think you have to change it too much. If he needs more carries, that's fine. But I mean, I I think it's going the way it should go. Actually, okay. I don't Nate? see I, I, because I'm sorry. I don't see Pollard. I don't see it being flipped. I don't see Pollard getting all of the the tough third and one, third and two runs. It's a good point, Nate. You know, and I agree with you 100%, Nick. Uh, the thing that makes uh, Zeke uh, a big issue is is that he got paid. And so that makes it a big issue. You have a, a running back that, you know, makes under a mil, and you have a running back that makes over 12 mil mm-hmm. per average. So uh, that that's, that's the big issue. But, man, you see it the same way here, Nick. I mean, Zeke gets the dirty runs. Zeke. Zeke comes in at the beginning of the game and you see the safeties up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the tight ends come in closer. Everything is geared to stop Zeke when he's in the ball and when he's in the game in obvious rundown situations. Uh, to ask Tony Pollard to say, hey, we want you in the game in obvious rundown situations, uh, starting the game, you may not see the production that you think. Uh, because where Zeke where where Zeke may look like he got a loss, he always seemed to get back to the line of scrimmage. And what you're trying to do for all offensive coordinators is never put them behind the chains. Because it when a quarter when an offensive coordinator sees that he's behind the chains, you thought huh, passing becomes the only thing they think about after that. You know, Nate, I want to ask you this question. I thought about this during the game because it is obvious that wherever you're watching on TV and in the, in the at the game, you can see a, a burst that Pollard has that Zeke doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my question to it, especially an offensive lineman who's who's been right there. And on third and one, here's the play. Would you rather have the bigger, stronger, tougher back that can maybe hit that linebacker and push forward or the quicker back that's going to hit the hole faster than Zeke and you don't have to block as long or as quick because that guy's going to be right there? Does that? Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something right now. I, I want Zeke 
I want Zeke. Uh, and until uh, they give it to Tony Pollard, if they give it to Tony Pollard, because I see if they get rid of Zeke, they're going to go out and get them another, another back. They're going to go out and get them another back. And until I see it, you know, uh, we had a saying here when I played, it's one thing to play 20 plays. It's another, it's another thing to play 60 plays. It's a whole different animal and a whole different beast when teams say, hey, this is this guy. How do we stop him? Now can you be elite? And so until I see an elite Tony Pollard, 20, 25 carries a week, this all about Zeke still right now. Because every time we needed a third and one, a third and two, it was Zeke. It wasn't Pollard. They ain't dumb. I mean, they give this kid his series and they give him his plays. And they and they give him and they and they cater to what he does best. I mean, and Zeke still got some punch because it take a little punch to get that extra yard mm -hmm. when somebody done missed a block. I don't think we're so disagreeing that the punch is there. As, he, he, he he may not be as fast or as quick as this kid, mm -hmm. but he has some punch. So and his explosiveness more like more like a Bruce Lee uh, two inch punch than. Um, <laughs> Than a, than, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. So uh, you personally would take a bigger, stronger, heavier physical back than maybe the quick, agile back? As In terms of you as an offensive lineman, that's what you would prefer? I, I know I take backs as they come. Like if, like Bell, that used to run for the Steelers and mm -hmm. the Jets, now with Kansas City. He runs a totally different style. I'll take that side. He's very patient. See the hole, he explodes through it. Uh, where Gurley used to be, where Gurley had a thousand different speeds when he used to be with the Rams. Each back is different. You look at that kid from Minnesota. You know, he, he has a different style. I mean, he don't always hit it 90 going north. But lately, his hole's been big enough to when he mm -hmm. hit it, it is 90 going north. So each back brings a little bit different. That that. I mean, I, I was blessed enough to see Barry Sanders up close, and I was blessed enough to block for Emmett Smith. Two totally different backs. People keep saying, hey, wouldn't you rather block for, for Barry Sanders? Now I don't want to block for Barry Sanders. Because Barry Sanders, if I say we going to the right, Barry going to be over there to the left. <laughs> so <laughs> to each his own, brother. So just until roll I with see the punches. This young man, yeah, until I see this young man go – 25, 20, 25 reps a game, you know, I don't think he's that type of back. I think he is great at what he's doing. I think Kellen Moore and the head coach is doing a great job in how they're using it, man. So y'all are on keeping the same page. Fresh, keeping them explosive. Yeah. It sounds like where you need yeah, both. Me and, me and Nick, yeah, me and Nick. And he's not – and I don't think Tony Pollard is trying to look for more victories. I think he's trying to get to the end zone. <laughs> but he is trying to what get to the think, end zone. Nick? Everybody's trying to get to the end zone. <laughs> but – Specifically with with the fact that you do have these two guys, and that's what we wanted going into the to the season. That's what we wanted going into training camps. You wanted the 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 lightning and the thunder from mm -hmm. Zeke and Pollard. Now, one of them is getting paid more than the other one by a lot. Is and and this was the question that I was asked on the fan that I kind of wanted to get to. But is Ezekiel Elliott the worst contract on this team because of the lack of production that he's shown this season, and of course the kind of salary cap chunk that he takes up. Well, yeah, I mean, as soon as he signs the deal, it's a bad contract. I yeah. mean, you know, that's just the way it is. Is 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 great player, 
bad contract. That that's that happens. Yeah. I mean, um, that happened because you wanted to keep him. You wanted to keep him. And he's sitting in there in Cabo as you're in a training camp, and you're trying to decide. I mean, they they leverage that. So, um, is it the worst contract? Not on the team. I think we know on the defensive side of the ball, there's probably a worse one. I, yeah. Um, but um, but that's that's not because I mean I'm talking about Jalen Smith because I think I think Jalen and well or D Law. I mean yeah. I mean. He's playing really well last few weeks. He seems like he's healthier and all that. But man, for the contract, twenty-one million a year. I mean, a lot. you 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 got to have a double-digit sack mm-hmm. guy there. So there's some there's some challenging contracts without a doubt. And, and the same thing's going to happen to Dak. Dak's yep. going to get paid, and every interception and every lost fumble is going to be magnified way more than it is right now. That's a good point, Nate. Do you agree? I it's. A- there's some people in the, with the Carolina Panthers thinking that a guy who's just signed a new contract is it was a wasted contract. All you got to do is get hurt, fumble the ball, or throw an interception, and it becomes the worst contract. <laughs> I mean, in Zeke case, in Zeke case, as a running back, uh, when you were productive his first two years, the way he was, very explosive, making those plays, offensive line 100%, I mean, he leveraged it. And uh, – now things ain't working as well, but we'll see, man. We got a long ways to go in this season, and there's always next year. I don't think they'll get rid of Zeke next year. At least I don't know. I don't know how the money works, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you're a little more. Well, I, I did look at it when it comes to stuff like that, Nick. I did look at it. It's it so doesn't. Can look they good. get rid of him next year? Not not in a good not way. Really. Does it? <laughs> no, especially with the salary cap expected to go down. Yep, it's really not good. It's not even good for Jalen Smith either. I mean, Jalen Smith would be an absolute wash, I believe, if you cut him and at June first June next 1st year. year. So. Is that better to just have him off the team? I mean, it's one thing if a guy's a bad locker room guy and you got to get get him off the team, but I don't see him that way. So it's like, would you rather just you know pay? It's like nine million to keep him, nine million to cut him. Plus, you got to get another guy on top of that to to fill it. So I I think you got to roll with that uh, and roll with Zeke as as well. But I mean, I'd like to get this offensive line back rolling yeah, I again, get, him back healthy. get the healthy guys again, and I think Zeke would would look better. Well, and I think. The the whole mindset around this front office right now is let's run it back. I mean, we we have talked about that on this show before, and Rob Phillips was the one that kind of came came up with that and and talked about it. But whenever you went into this year, you looked at the talent at each position offensively and said, "We're good enough to to make a run here. Mm-hmm. We're good enough to win a lot of games with what we have on the offensive side of the football." Now you get a chance to add to the defense this off season, and I know we're a long way from the off season, but you can already see the growth of this defense. We're going to talk about that coming up in the next segment. But there are so many different things on this offense that went wrong this year that you feel good coming back. You feel good because your offensive line is going to get healthy. You feel good because there's a chance that Ezekiel Elliott plays better next year, that Dak will be back and healthy, and you can build around him some more. So I think whenever it comes to this Blake offense, Jarwin. Blake Jarwin, that's, yeah. there's another one. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So there's so many things that went wrong that you don't want to make these rash decisions right now. And I think that's probably the smart way of going about it, and that's why the front office thinks that way. I'll I tell you like this. It, it, yeah, okay, we're having a bad season. But I'm like I say, I, I look at this team totally different. Uh, this past game, you still had the same right tackle issues, but coaches did a better job of helping this kid. The left tackle, Cam Irvin, played better than everybody thought. The inside guys played good. We know what the right guard is. We know what the center is. The left guard played okay. 
brother, I'm telling you something. The quarterback is always going to make the difference. And we had one in there this week that helped make a difference. Yes, and I hear a lot, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers one enthusiast. Hey, man, you know what? Crush that. <laughs> you know, that's why we got to get this kid another chance to see if if, if he's a worthy uh, opponent for the backup position next year. I mean, this this offense moved the ball. This defense played well. Uh, so now let, let's build on that and try to see what we can do this uh, after this bye week, man, with Minnesota because this offensive line is not as bad as everybody want to say. And, yes, getting those pieces back will solidify a lot of things and help in a lot of different areas. But I'm telling you, Coach Philbin, he's my coach of the year, you know, which I thought the special team coach would be, but them early Google was kind of <laughs> – Kind of threw it off. Well, you mentioned the defensive improvement, yeah. and I teased this a moment ago. Let's let's talk about that defense and how exactly they've improved and some things that even with injuries you can look forward to in the second half of the season when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans, join the NFL in supporting our nation's service members by wearing the latest Dallas Cowboys Salute to Service gear. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop DallasCowboys.com to find the full assortment of Salute to Service gear and honor America's heroes today. Of course, being Veterans Day, want to send a special thank you to all of those troops out there who have served and who are currently serving in our armed forces. Uh, sacrifice that can't be matched, honestly, and, and we wanted to, to send our thank yous out there for everybody serving here on a beautiful Veterans Day. Really nice day outside. Glad I got to shed the coat for the to to get the referee jersey out here, make sure that that was that was not as hot as it was. But 
We mentioned the defense last time, by the way, Nick Eatman, Nate Newton, Kyle Yeomans here on Talking Cowboys second segment. And we talked about the defense, and, and Nate, you mentioned Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Oh. Hold, hold on, hold on, okay. bro. Hold on. Okay. Hold, okay. Hold on, man. Hold on. It, it ain't by the way. It, it's, it's Nick Eatman and Nate Newton, and by the way, it's you, okay? You the by the way. Oh, I know Me I'm the by, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I know I'm the okay. by the way. Right. I was introducing Thank us all in that, 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 that thing because I usually okay. do it at the okay. beginning of the all segment. And I didn't, okay. and so All I just right. wanted to slip I'm that sorry. in there. I'm sorry. No, it's good. No, no. Yeah, I'm the only one here. I that... ain't got nothing for a zebra, dog. I ain't got. Oh, you just for don't have any respect for the <laughs> for the rest. I mean, leave it to yeah, Nate. You're the you're though. the official here. The He's official. the one throwing the flag. False start. That's true. That was a false or delay start. of game. Goodness gracious, Nate. <laughs> Nate, I'm going to come with you at this question then. <laughs> just just since you you wanted okay. to, wanted me to be the by the way, so. Whenever it comes to this defense, we've seen improvement on the defensive line a little bit in the secondary, but they've kind of been banged up at different times this year. Which one of those two units have improved the most since week one, and which one do you feel better about moving in to the second half of the season? D-line has improved the most by subtraction. Mm. The day they got rid of a couple of guys, the day they traded a couple of guys, the defensive line got better tremendously. And if we would have done this six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, our secondary would not be in the shambles that it is in now. And that's just how I feel about that. So you think the defensive line earlier in the season, if they would have played the same exact way, that we wouldn't be talking about this defense? Three weeks ago, yeah. Okay, talking about this defense we, in the same be, light. Okay, it would have taken them time to uh, acclimate themselves to the system. And the coaches, it took them time to see where these players were in the system. But by now, these young guys would have get, gotten more reps, and minus Randy Gregory because he couldn't be here because of the suspension. But the other guys, the Gallimores, uh, the uh, Antoine Woods, how he adjusted to playing in Tyrone Crawford, he would have got more snaps. And maybe they, maybe they was trying to get these guys acclimated. That's why they kept the other guys as long as they did. But when they took away those other guys, these guys here saw their opportunities and they're taking it and they're growing within the system. And I'm yeah. talking about the defensive line. Yeah, I mean uh- – the question is about the whole defense, though, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, which one do you I feel better about? Well, I think it starts – I think it definitely starts Se- up Secondary front. or D-line? D-line, 100%. And yeah. the reason the reason is, is like you said, Poe and, and Griffin. I don't think Everson Griffin ever bought into the system. This don't wasn't, think so either. This wasn't what he is used to doing, and I, he, he made it clear. And, you know, I guess – he after a while it just it just wasn't clicking. They knew that and they got they they shipped him out of here. But um, I think D Law's health is is better, way better, and I think you're starting to see him be a lot more active. Um, I think that's one of the reasons. I think that getting Poe out of here, putting Gallimore in, even um, Hamilton when he came in, I mean he yeah, was he, he was a little he juice. was better. Yeah, you know? yeah. just, those guys are just better. That those is, so that's where it starts there. But I also think you can't overlook the fact that. Trayvon Diggs' confidence got is getting better and better each game. Mm-hmm. Yes, he gives up some plays. He's starting to make a few more plays. Donovan Wilson's made more plays in the back end. So I think it starts at the D-line, but I thought you are starting to see the, the ripple effect. Now, I think it maybe just hurtled the linebacker position because I don't really <laughs> see a huge difference there. No. But um, 
you know, but hopefully this defensive tackle position, Gallimore, can, if he keeps making plays like that, knocking Pouncey back on his ass like mm-hmm. that, then those linebackers are going to be, you know, free to do more things, and, and hopefully you'll see a benefit there. Now, and you mentioned Donovan Wilson back there, and I kind of want to talk about him as well. What have you seen differently from him from a safety position that he didn't necessarily have early in the year? Well, he's physical. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. For the first time, and you can ask Chris Beam, I screamed in there because for the first time I saw a safety back deep with a with a with with a cornerback running with a wide receiver down the sideline, and I saw a safety early in the game back deep making a play on the ball. When the last time we've seen that Woody. here this year? Oh, this year. Uh, something simple as that, man. Something as simple as that. I, I, I'm looking at it again. I'm like. Even Donovan Wilson went crazy, like, man, I made it back here. Normally, <laughs> they sitting up looking at the, in the, at the quarterback 10 yards behind the receiver. And you're Come talking on, about man. that one the one where it was basically inside the five-yard line, down the left sideline, and, yes, and him yes, and Diggs kind yes. of collided mm-hmm. in front of Deontay Johnson. Thank you. And Diggs, it was funny, being, and, and Jim Nance even said this, but he was like, they kind or Tony said it actually, that they kind of hurt themselves because they were both in the same spot to make a play on the football, and Deontay Johnson was back. Yeah. And I think that's something that is improvement. You mentioned turned the physicality. Out to be, turned though. out to be a good play, though, just yeah. because, I'll tell you this, because if they catch that ball, that's first and goal. I mean, I'm sorry, that's first, first down, and first and ten at the two or three yard line for Garrett Gilbert to come out and make his first play right there in that end zone. Instead, it was a punt and I think it was a touchback 20 yard line or maybe what space maybe what a touchback but it was definitely a lot more space for him to come out in his first you know his first thing so I thought it would have been cool to have an interception sure. but it would have been almost like a punt for, for Pittsburgh to have him pinned back was that on down. third down or second down though because I, I think there was a play in between that. Yeah, that was yeah. Second down. Second, that was second, second down. Because the okay. third down was, was second down. Was because the ball. next You're the right. next play, Watchcall almost got beat. The next next play, he almost got uh, twenty six. Almost got beat by Chase uh, Claypool. Claypool. You're I'm right. Yeah, it, right it was now. Jordan Lewis on that seam yeah. route up to the right side, and yeah. Claypool was okay. the, the receiver there. So let me ask you this: I don't know where yeah. you're going next, but but thirty seven. He's playing better. Yeah. Okay, he's making some plays. You see some interceptions. Already see a fumble. You see he's plays in the two point conversion. Mm-hmm. The other safety is he the most neutral player you've ever seen? Talking about Xavier Woods. Yeah, I mean. Just name the bad plays. I can't think of a ton. Name the good plays. I can't, can't think, think of a ton. A ton. <laughs> and it's just a neutral player. And, yeah. and you need more than that, obviously. But, I mean, is, is I mean, I'll ask, I'll ask Nate that. As a safety, the last line of defense, is that – are you okay with having a neutral player? Because No. It, no? No. He ain't the same guy I saw in college, man. Well, the he ain't the same Jack. guy, man. Competition might be better. Yeah, yeah. At Louisiana Tech, a six. No, no, brother. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Bro. You went to the Senior Bowl though. I come from Florida and was he a Senior Bowl? I went, no, I went to the Florida. Sure was. I went to Florida and him. I was a free agent. True. Barry Church was a free agent. So Pride of Toledo. It don't matter once you get here. But you asked, do I like a neutral safety? You either gotta be. Back there knocking down balls or making interceptions are up in the line making tackles. And when you're doing neither, you're talking about neutral. Nine times out of ten, if you put him on top of a hill and put him in neutral, he's going to run down and hit something and ain't going to be with us long. And that's what should happen. Isn't that, the, <laughs> what, <laughs> isn't that what a safety is supposed to be, though? Isn't it supposed to be that safety blanket? 
the fact that you've got him back there. I know you want plays to be made, but you have a strong safety for the free safety. For the season, though, I want plays to be made. That's what I'm saying. I I can't think of a play, and I, I don't dislike him or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the comment that he made. You yeah, know, that, was uh, that, that wasn't a good comment. But I don't dislike him. I just I, he just doesn't make any plays. You're just, you're not wrong. But he doesn't make any plays really for the other team either, which is that's a big deal too at safety. I just I think I think it, you you would probably prefer a little bit more. I mean, he had a chance to make a diving interception. Would have been a great play. Yeah. Didn't didn't make it. Now let me ask you guys this: Just because he's been a neutral safety doesn't mean he's a neutral player. He just may have to be a neutral safety because he doesn't have a whole lot of help back there. Now you're starting to see some help with Donovan Wilson. You're hopefully seeing an, an emerging of Wilson as maybe that other safety. Uh, you, you're not making any sense, brother. Well, let me get to my you're point. Not I, haven't, any I haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the point yet. Get okay, there. Well, he hasn't all right, had he hasn't up. had help safety-wise. He's okay. been the only solid player back there and I'm saying solid as as in non-mistake, non-big play safety. Is that maybe him playing conservative over playing aggressively, but now you can start seeing him to play aggressively. We had a running back come in here we had Cleveland come in here and hit us for almost eight thousand yards rushing. <laughs> they put him in. Like they put him in the box. He he he. They put him in the box. They put him up in the box. When you come up in the box, you are being the the the. You are the uh, seventh guy in the box, and you normally got the back the back gaps. When he ain't tackling nobody yet, so. If you're up in the box and you're missing tackles, how 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 are you new? How are you? Okay. So. What I'm trying to say here, what I'm trying to say here, is whether you back deep or up close, you have to make plays to help your team have win. To. If you're a neutral, if you're a neutral guy, always you're not you're no good. You're taking up space to your team. Thank you. Okay. It, it it's no. So it's you you're either going up and helping your team, or you're going down because when you're neutral, you got to go. Yeah, well, that's my next. That was my next question here. Is that he's a free agent? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got a lot of holes on the defense. You got to figure out stuff on the secondary. But like, is is he in your future? I mean, what do you do with with Xavier Woods? Do you let him go to free agency? See what happens? I mean, I. He, He's not a top priority to re-sign, but then again, you don't have a lot of guys behind him. How much is he going to be on the open market, though? How much? What is his value right now to not only just the Cowboys but any other team? I, In terms of contract, you may be able to get him back for a bit of a discount. I think that's going to be one of those after a week of free agency. We'll see what happens. See what's in, end up happens but with I, it. I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I mean, he's been here what three years? He, yep. He's, you know. I, I, the, fella, when I say fella. about neutral, though, he doesn't give fella. up a lot of plays. He just doesn't make it any. Fellas, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, Kyle. That's why, uh, man, you got to watch a, watch a game together. Let's do it. You know of uh, that. You know that has been played, and and watch. I mean, we watch it with Church from a, from a defensive back perspective. And we watch it with standback from an offensive, so we so we'll know what they are thinking and what they are seeing. And when you have a guy that you can go a whole game, and you and you never hear his name, 
You expect that from offensive linemen only. You don't expect that from secondary players. You want to hear secondary players' name one way or the other. You want to hear your linebacker's name one way or other. That means plays are either being made or plays are being made on you. We are two and six talking about a guy that's neutral. And then we talk about Donovan Wilson, and we talking about guys trying to make plays. It's a difference there, right? I told you he took that moral victory. Am I wrong? He didn't even give him a loss. <laughs> two and seven, Nate. Two and seven. Yeah, we're two and seven, Nate. That's what I'm saying. Unless you counted that okay, last game. Okay, we're two and seven. <laughs> and, 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 and now, you're two and seven, or right. two and six, or whatever you are. <laughs> seven. You, 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 are, you are looking to be better. And the players you got on the field, you went and you, you got Donovan Wilson. It took to y'all scraping the bottom of the barrel to find this player who is trying to make plays for you. That's yeah. why I say there's no more victories because players, you're looking for players, not guys that are improving week in and week out. And Donovan Wilson, remember a couple of years ago, he was our best player during the, during the, um, during the training camp. And all yep. of a sudden the season started, he disappears. Why did he disappear? Was that a coaching thing, a scouting thing, or he just was didn't, couldn't play? Because like to me, he can play. It looks like that. I mean, every time he's back out there, he's he's at least doing something. Like you said, it's not a neutral thing with Donovan Wilson, and I think he's made a couple yeah. plays that have really no. stuck out and have made you really feel better about the secondary position, or excuse me, the safety position. Now, Nate, you mentioned how that evaluation process is ongoing, and especially in a season like this where you are 2-7, and seven, that evaluation process is crucial. When we come back after the break here, I want to ask about these coaches, specifically on the offensive, defensive, and special team side, whenever you're talking about all three phases, which phase has done the best at evaluating their players here in 2020 when we return here on Talking Cowboys? We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys here on this Wednesday. Final Talking Cowboys of the bye week with the great Nate Newton, the fantastic Nick Eatman, and the, by the way, wow. Kyle Yeomans <laughs> here. Whether you're watching from home Thank or you. cheering oh, in the I stands like with Essilor like lenses, no. you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more Essilor, as always, sponsoring on Talking Cowboys. And final couple minutes here, guys, and I, I tease this going into the break just Speaking of the coaching staff and two and seven, your, your record is or you are what your record say, says you are, and you're two and seven, so you're not a very good football team right now. However, there's been coaching that has started to turn the corner a little bit, or at least it looks that way over the last two weeks against Philadelphia and against Pittsburgh. So, Nate, I ask you the question to start us off: Which unit, offense? defense special teams has seen the biggest improvement and has had the best coaching job through week one up until now here in the bye week offensive line baby offensive line why do you we say we lost that? both uh oh we lost both tackles and, and and during the season we've lost guards we've lost centers and coach Philbin has kept this thing going and and, and, and and that connects to the offensive coordinator, who I'm very critical of, and to the head coach because this is an offensive-minded thing we're talking about here. They have kept this thing going except for one game, a couple of games ago where it all fell apart when the president fell, you know, fell to a, a blow to the head, you know, a long mm-hmm. shot, rifle shot to the head. But wow. yeah, all right now. So <laughs> this thing is good, you know. Not I mean, just the concussion. They, no. tried to assass- they, t- they tried to assassinate uh, the president, okay. and it didn't happen. He, oh he missed one week. All yeah, right, man. This is really, that's probably not a good one. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, that was a good one for me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. That's fine. Yeah, let's make sure I clarify. <laughs> Nate, Nate's comment. Nate Newton on that comment. Um, you know, that, oh, that's a tough uh, one because you're, he's right. There's no position that's been, you know, changed as much as that. Now, quarterback positions changed a lot, yep. but we've seen some really bad play at time too. Mm-hmm. Like now, I'll say this: I thought Kellen Moore um, did a really good job of managing that game or or, or getting a system. For Garrett Gilbert in that, you know, yeah. it, it was it was there was a combination of they had tricked it up a little bit, but they also was kind of old school as well. And I thought pretty I simple. Thought, I thought Gilbert did a really nice job for for him to be as comfortable with the checks. I mean, he was changing plays at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he looked very very comfortable mm-hmm. there. Um, I think the, the one reason why I don't know if I, let me let me answer the question though. I think. I'd have to go with Nate on that on offensive line because there's no other position. Wow, what? Who else is? Who, well, who else would it be? My, like, give me my your thought answer. process. I mean, maybe defensive line. You can go with Jim Tom Sula. Just the fact that the defensive tackles are, are the young guys that are the ones yeah. making the plays. But you could also fault him for not getting the best out of a Pro Bowler and Everson Griffin, Griffin and, and a veteran and Dontari Poe. Yeah. So you could fault him at the same time. I'm just interested or I, I was I'm surprised that both of you went with offensive line though, because right now if you look at twenty twenty as a whole, what is the number one biggest detriment to this team? And it's the injuries to the offensive 
line, right? Yeah. Well, who do you give to Adam Henry, the receivers coach? No, uh, no, no, you can't do that. No, I mean, no. these, these guys were talented already. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 I agree, Nate. It's offensive line by default, uh, by default, <laughs> because they did get their ass kicked in Washington. I mean, oh, they did big time. Oh, yeah. But but not having Zach Martin was was big there, and that's why oh. I think Andy Dalton. Okay. Should be the starter because mm-hmm. Andy Dalton's never played with Zach Martin. It's true. I mean, he he, he hasn't played with him. Okay, let me say this right here. For for five games, did our offensive line not get they ripped? They behind ripped for five straight games, starting with the Rams to all the way to Washington. Sure, our, our defensive line got ripped. Oh, defensive mm-hmm. line, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, they, they, bro, no, the best thing we've had, except for the one game against Washington where the president got hurt, the offensive line has played nice, and the coaches have have have, have adjusted their schemes and how they do things around this, and it may and it makes it looks even better. Our offensive line, I mean, our defensive line. That was that was uh, na non. What's that na non unavailable or pronouncing that right? Applicable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. Didn't, that didn't even that didn't even apply to them. I mean, they didn't do nothing. They they all they did was beat up our secondaries and linebackers. That's all our defensive line allowed. They allowed for our D, our linebackers to get beat up and our secondary to have to make unnecessary tackles. Okay, and just to to, no, to continue defense, nah. to continue playing devil's advocate here, what's the one coaching decision in terms of personnel all year long that has been the most questioned and the most scrutinized in terms of who you're starting instead of insert name here? Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, one hundred percent. So you're you're saying that it, it, is this a is this a Philbin decision or is this a McCarthy decision? We don't know. We don't know if that's the case. But you're still giving offensive line coaching the the nod in terms of the most improved yes, because of Terrence Steele, Nate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it, you know, in the last two or three games, I was telling Chris Mean before y'all got here is I'm liking how this coaching staff has realized. Okay, Terrence Steele is your weak link. Okay, but Cam Irvin has played nice. The left guard has played okay. The center, both centers have played good, and your right guard is all pro. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, all pro. Yep. So now you you finally realize that you can help this one guy. Instead of have to help five guys, you can only help you up this one guy. And and now that they've done that the last two games and realize, okay, this is who this guy is. Things have worked fairly well. Yeah, I mean, you know, and before. Things have worked fairly well. I'm tell y'all something, man. Tell y'all something. We just a Gary Gilbert away from from making something happen. I'm <laughs> I mean, excuse me. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, hold up, you, Gary Gilbert going to lead us to the promised land here, Nate? Uh, that's what it sounded like. No, nah, nah, not to the promised <laughs> land, but but he. I mean, he gave us a spark last week. Yeah, you he know, did. Whether it was against a team that didn't care or a team that did care in the Steelers, he gave us a spark. 
Yeah. So, buying that crap. I'm with it, man. Who's saying that they don't care? Well, is, that, you, is that a narrative people are saying? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a league wide thing where it's like, oh, they just weren't ready to play. I mean, we mentioned it in the pre or in the in the studio on that's, Sunday when we were watching it. I don't believe that. Mike I mean, Tomlin's been in this league that long. He gets his team ready to play. Yeah. That's what they they were ready to play. There was a neutral site game. They they you know, they there was a lot of energy there that had been in that stadium. Hardly any player on that football team's ever played, played in that in stadium. That stadium. Yeah. They they were you know fired up ready to go. Cow- give the Cowboys credit for that. I mean oh, they, for sure. they 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 match the intensity. I mean Cowboy fans too. Like everyone talks about the Steeler fans, but when you're at, have you ever been to a sports bar where you're watching the game and you got fans on both sides? The intensity is you know raises, especially when the Cowboy fans are sitting there like this is our house, and mm-hmm. and so they were they were jacked up too. So it, it was just a great atmosphere, and I think the Cowboys played. You know, obviously they played their best game, but they're going to have to do that again. They got to do that in Minnesota. I don't yep. believe Minnesota has any fans, right? No, they haven't. And haven't this year. That's one thing I have seen. The Cowboys have looked super flat in those games against the Rams. No fans. It was it was mm-hmm. like you know bedtime Nothing. story. There yeah. it was terrible. Same in in Washington. There was like forty six fans there. So they they're going to have to bring that intensity in Minnesota when it's it's going to be difficult to do. Well, and I know they haven't won a whole lot of games in the first place, but they haven't won a road game yet. So I mean, it, it does they pay. It they does almost pay, did, and they almost did, but they 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 <laughs> it definitely pays some kind of dividends. Now we're a little bit over time, but I want has one final question since I won't have you guys on the show. Uh, for the foreseeable future, maybe never. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but whenever it comes to the second half of the season, what is one thing you both want to see from this team? I mean, it, it could talk about anything from from losing and getting a draft pick to going for the title. Uh, anything specifically you want to see? Could be an individual. What is it, Nick? I'll say uh, win games. Win games. I'm not. I'm not about the tanking crap. I'm not about mm-hmm. that. I think it's important to build a culture. And win games. Somebody on Twitter sent this to me. I don't know the name, but I mean, great job. Just look at the Dolphins last year. Look at Miami. They, they were 0 and 7, I believe. Yep. Came down the stretch, won four or five games. They still got a high draft pick, and they still got the quarterback that Had a fell ton to of them. Draft picks. Yeah, but but I'm just saying. But they were able to build, and now now they've got a culture. I think it's important to win games. Trust each other. Coaches, trust the players. Players, trust the coaches. Build something together here. If you're picking 6th or you're picking 11th, you're still going to get a great player on a good football team, I think, next year. So try to build some culture. Nate? I agree with Nick. I agree with Nick, man. So you can take off that old zebra shirt of yours, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> you just does it just make you angry? Is it like is it just the fact that it's the referee? Do I need the hat, the, the NFL hat to go with it or no? He's probably mad that he's agreeing with me. Uh, That's true. Uh, what do you think, though, Nate? Nah, I mean, what, man, I, 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 down the stretch. I, I, I just uh, alignment assignment, and and these guys are hustling. These guys are playing hard. They just line up the right what, right place. Learn what you have to do within this system mm-hmm. that the coaches has put in place. And like Nick said, learn uh, from the coaches, and the coaches got to learn the players and the little nuances that they can do well and can't do well. And to magnify the ones that they can and try to neutralize the ones that they can't. This team is okay, man. This team is better than a lot of people want to give it credit, man. It's just you don't have enough of those guys yet. Uh, this next draft should give you, you know, enough of those guys, man. And it may be ugly starting out next year, but COVID or no COVID, I don't think team, I don't think training camps and stuff like that gonna just open. It's not. It's gonna be closed this year. Yeah, I don't think people just gonna close their camps and doors this year. 
Yeah. yeah, keep it keep it very tight knit. But I, I agree with both of you. I think if if you do what Nate just said and you learn the system, you continue to grow from an individual perspective to do your job. You're going to win some games down the stretch. You definitely will. The, the tougher part of your schedule is in the rearview mirror at the moment. You're going to win some games down the stretch. You're going to start building that culture a little bit, and you start trusting each other, coaching staff, players. You start finally seeing that cohesiveness to allow you to build a culture heading into 2021, and then you run it back with your healthy off. And, and a couple extra pieces from the offseason, and all of a sudden you're right back in the thick of things. So that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys on the bye week. Do want to send a special thanks to, to Mr. Nate Newton for joining us. Nick Eatman, it's always fun talking yeah. with you guys. and We talk all the time, but I, I, I really enjoyed having you guys on the show the last couple days. Make sure and uh, tune in to their shows. Nick, normally on the break, which comes up a couple hours, or I guess an hour after we're over with here on Talking Cowboys every Monday through Friday. And then Nate, of course, with Hanging with the Boys. He's a Hanging with the Boys man and always has been, always will be. Shannon, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, they do a great job on that show as well. So check them out throughout the rest of of the season, but that's going to do award it for winning, us. baby. Award winning. winning, hanging with the boys as yeah, always. Yeah, we don't have more vehicles on the on, on the hanging with the boys. <laughs> no. Do they have them on the you, break? You have morals over there. That's what I want to know. Okay, uh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, true. We got morals, baby. Morals and moral victories. Yeah, yeah. plenty morals. Longest show Full title in the history of show titles. That's the award. Hanging, hanging with, with the boys. boys. That's it. right. Hang- <laughs> boys. <laughs> for Nate Newton, for Nate Keepman, and Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. That'll do it for talking Cowboys. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,